With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, where our goal is to help you to do more, be more, achieve more, help you stop just settling wherever you are in your life and start to win more. How many of you want to win more? Well, that is what this show is all about. Well, you know, we start the same way all the time. You have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it forced upon you. You can't refuse it. You didn't seek it. You didn't choose it, but it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it. Give account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but your eternities are wrapped up in it. So I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be with you, whether you're listening on air or online or on a podcast. Whatever way you get this, we want you to get this information because it's designed to help you to win more. Now, you know, I take a moment at the beginning of every show to give God some glory, to thank him for life and strength and health. I want to thank him for all that he's done for me. And I am grateful and I give him glory. And I take a moment every show to thank him because I know everybody doesn't believe like I believe. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just trying to help you understand the secret to my success. It is based on my commitment to my faith and everything else is built on that, that firm foundation. So I give God glory. Now, I want to take a moment as we get started to give a shout out to my 
sponsor. My sponsor is jollygoodnews.org. Jollygoodnews.org is an organization that I'm so grateful to be a part of. We are going to change the world and we want you to be a partner to us changing the world. It's a time when we've got so much bad news, sad news, false news, depressing news, people who are so depressed they cannot see a way out of their situations. They need some good news. We need some good news. Everybody needs some good news because people who have good news, statistics show they perform and produce more effectively and they create greater wealth and success. So we want people to get good news as part of their daily routine. So go to jollygoodnews.org, jollygoodnews.org and partner with us, get some of the resources and see what we're trying to do with people in prisons to help them to come out better with kids and schools so they won't go to prison in the first place and to help everybody who goes there to win more. So go to jollygoodnews.org. Well, I'm excited today. Woo-wee, I'm excited today because we get another opportunity to help more people. My guest today is another one of these world changers who is just a phenomenal gentleman. Phenomenal gentleman. He is in the Speaker Hall of Fame. I'm grateful that we appears in the Speaker Hall of Fame together. He is a guy who has just been burning up the speaking industry. He has been speaking for 25 years and, and has spent many years in digital marketing and customer experience consulting for more than 700 companies, including 34 of the Fortune 500. His current firm is Convince and Convert, which provides word of mouth, digital marketing, and customer experience advice and counsel to the, some of the world's greatest companies and biggest brands. He has a new book called Talk Triggers, and it's the complete guide to creating customers using strategic operational differentiators that compel word of mouth activity. But what I am also most impressed with is that he has had a number of New York Times bestseller books. That's this. This is just the newest and the latest. But he also is a entrepreneur's entrepreneur, and that's why I wanted to have him on the show. He is a fifth generation entrepreneur, and he has started and built a number of multi million dollar businesses. And so I knew he could help many of you who are trying to replicate that same kind of success. He is a incredible gentleman and always, if you ever see him, he's always natally dressed. My friend Jay Bear. Jay, are you there? Mr. Doctor, the man, the myth, the legend, Willie Jolly. Fantastic to be here. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> well, I gave him the thumbnail sketch of who you are. Yes, Tell him a little bit about who Jay Bear is, where he come from, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm originally from Arizona. I live in Indiana now. I've been doing this for a long time. As you said, uh, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Actually, a seventh generation entrepreneur. Wow. Uh, and 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 it was it was the kind of thing where. You know, no one ever sat me down as a kid around the dinner table and said, "You need to go start a company." It, it, there was—I I don't remember ever having a conversation like that with anybody in my family. It was just kind of what was done. You know, it, it, it just 
you know, my kids are both entrepreneurs as well. Uh, daughter's 21. My son's uh, 18. He already started his own company. Wow. Uh, and, and I never had a conversation with him like that either that said this is what you have to do. It's just sort of in the air, I think. And i got to tell you, entrepreneurship breeds entrepreneurship. Mm. I really believe that, Willie. I, I tell you, I, I've done a lot of things in, in my career, and, and uh, you mentioned some of them. Thank you very much for, for that kind introduction. But I'll tell you the thing that I'm the most proud of in my whole career. And you don't know the story. Mm-hmm. So I've had, I don't know, over the different companies that I've, I've run, uh, maybe uh, 100 or 200 people work for me from time to time, you know, uh, none of them real, real big companies. But, but out of that group of people, uh, I think the current number is 17 of those folks have started their own companies. Wow. And that is the thing that I am the most proud of uh, uh, that I've ever done, is that giving people the, the support, maybe the guidance, maybe permission, maybe showing them, hey, it's not as hard as you think it is. You don't need to be uh, nervous or concerned. You can actually do this. Because um, now they're, they're supporting their families and, and, and have people on their payroll and everything else. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really proud of that. Wow. Uh, well, let me ask you, you, you started a number of companies over the years. Tell us yeah. a little bit about some of those companies. So most of them are in the, relatively in the, in the similar vein. I've, I've done a couple things in real estate, but most of the companies I've been involved in have been in professional services, have been primarily in marketing services. I, my background is in politics. Well, I don't know if you know that. Really? I, I started off as a political campaign consultant. I was a political <laughs> science major in, in college, and when I graduated university, I, I went to work uh, managing political campaigns for Congress, for governor, even worked on some, some things for, for United States president. And, and I helped people get elected. And, and then I realized pretty quick that that is not a great job. <laughs> that, <laughs> right, is, right. that is not, not the best possible <laughs> well, way to earn a living. Uh, uh, your job security is... <laughs> Tell you what, boy, it is it is uh, it is a what have you done for me lately business. I'll, that is for sure. And and I'm like, you know, this is maybe not the greatest uh, career choice. And and I realized, like, hey, if I could get somebody elected, I could sell soup or whatever. You know, marketing's marketing, right? right? Politics is the hardest form of marketing. Right. So I got into what we now would consider to be traditional marketing, and I worked for uh, waste management, the big environmental services oh, company, yeah. for a little bit, and mm-hmm. and uh, ran their marketing. So I could tell you a lot about landfill design in this episode of the show if you'd like. <laughs> talk about that. I know a lot of I know more about that than I should. Uh, did that for a bit, and then uh, I went to work for the government for about 20 minutes. Uh, I was the uh, spokesperson for the Arizona Department of Juvenile Corrections. So wow. my job was to give tours of the juvenile prison. Uh, so that sucked. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, it was an absolutely bad job. And, and I realized pretty quickly, being so entrepreneurial, that, that you know, working in the government, uh, uh, God bless them all for the work they do for each and every one of us. But, but that was not really the, the culture uh, for me. Right? Right. And I'll tell you how I knew this. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my boss calls me in. And I was young. I was like... I think I was 23 at this time, and I was the spokesperson for a state government agency. So in and of itself, that's a little uh, inexperienced for the role, but whatever. So my boss calls me in. He's like, Jay, we got a special assignment for you. I'm like, oh, fantastic, a special assignment, right on. And he says, uh, we got a new committee. And I'm like, okay. And we want you to be the chairperson of the committee. I'm like, oh, my God. And what we got to do is redesign our business cards. <laughs> so we're going to make you the chairperson of the business card redesign committee. And I thought, well, that wasn't quite as great as I thought it was going to be. And I said, how many people are on the committee? And he said, 13. <laughs> and I said, this is probably a train wreck waiting to happen. So I, I, uh, I left that job shortly thereafter. 
and uh, went to work for uh, the first company I worked at was a was a very early, uh, very very early internet company, and that's really like I've only made two good decisions in my life, Willie. One convinced my wife to marry me, uh, my amazing wife, Allison, and I had to do a lot of convincing. I've never you, worked that hard on anything. You and me both, baby. I mean, you and me both. It was a real effort. And then the second thing I, I did wisely is I got involved in the Internet and digital marketing way early, 1993, uh, and have had the good sense to stay involved. And I'll tell you how, how early I was involved in the Internet. So <laughs> when I was working in my first Internet company, I left, I left the government, went to work for, uh, with some guys I'd met in college, uh, who had started the first internet company in Arizona where I used to live, and I started working there, uh, and didn't didn't really even know what the internet was. Who did? But it was so early, Doctor Jolly, that you could get any domain name you wanted, any dot com, for free. What? You could. You didn't have to pay for it because who would want to have a website? What would, right. Why, why what would you would need that? Of, what would be the point of that? You could oh, you were in early, early, or early. You could get whatever you want for free. Wow. So we were kids. At this point, I think I was maybe 24. Uh, and, and so we registered a bunch of domain names. And one of the domain names that we registered was Budweiser.com. Wow. And we got a call one day from Anheuser-Busch, the owners of Budweiser, and they said, hey, we want to start our very first website. Turns out uh, you punk kids have the domain name. We'd like it back. And we said, well, we... We bet you would. Uh, <laughs> we're not just going to give it to you, though. Uh, and we negotiated uh, with them, and we sold Budweiser.com in 1993, Dr. Willie Jolly, for 50 cases of beer. <laughs> that is a true story. And our whole office was full of beer, and we thought that we really had accomplished something. Oh, yeah, uh, I had done a big deal. <laughs> oh, it was a big, big deal. I was so happy I went on vacation. Uh, and while I was on vacation, my partner uh, registered some other domain names without me. So my name wasn't on the paperwork. Yeah. One of those was beer.com. You can see a theme. Beer.com. Yes. And he subsequently sold that two years later for $5.1 million. Wow. And that was it for his entrepreneurial venture. And I am still doing this. And, and now I'm here still talking to you. Like, so, <laughs> He's on a beach somebody putting grapes in his mouth. And we're still working. <laughs> I'll tell you what, boy. I, you know, that's why I keep starting so many companies. Because I can't, uh, can't ever get it right. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I'm going to want to hear more. Because some of these people who, re- who are listening right now are trying to start a company uh-huh. or trying to grow a company and you have done that multiple times now yes, as well as you're now teaching big brands how to expand and that's what's so powerful about your books uh we've got one story folks you're going to want to listen to so i'm going to kind of use a cliffhanger here it's coming you're going to want to take a pen and a pencil out he's going to give you some great insights some great information and information that will change your business change your life and change your finances so you're listening right now to my friend jay bear new york times best-selling author and you're listening to dr willie jolly and we're both Hall of Fame speakers, so you're about to get the double dose. We're going to be right back, and for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it, and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back, Dr. Willie Jolly, with my special guest. Jay Bear, he's the author of a number of New York Times best-selling books. Uh, he is the uh, founder of Convince and Convert. It's not only a company, it's a blog. It's a uh, whole movement. He also has a book, his new book is Talk Triggers, how to get people to talk about you and get them to promote your business for you. He has Hug Your, Hug your Haters, which is a, a custom service and custom experience techniques book. He has a book, Utility. Now, this is the one that really put him on the list. Why Smart Marketing is About Help, Not Hype. And that one is just, a, it was a runaway hit. And he speaks all over the world to, and helps companies. He consults. He does it all. And he has a blog. And you have a... a, a, a a uh, newsletter or website people can also join you at? Yeah, absolutely. Convinceandconvert.com. We have 5,000-plus articles for entrepreneurs and business owners all about online marketing, social media, content marketing, all that stuff. Great, great, great. Well, uh, we're going to talk about the book in, in, in a little while because I got some great stories out of that, and I told people to hold on. But I also want to just for a moment talk about how do you start a business? How do you grow a business? What are the, like, you got us. You got to do this. Heather, you got us to grow a business, start a business, to expand a business, and to make more money. Yeah, I tell you, there's a few things that, that I have learned. One, the most important word in entrepreneurship is no. Woo! Because, oh, man, that's good. Go ahead. Well, yeah, here's the challenge, especially when you first start out. You know, you, 
you got to make that money, right? So you're yeah. like, all right, we, you know, well, maybe that's not exactly what I want to do, or maybe that's not exactly what I'm good at, but somebody's got that money in my face, and so I should do that. But then that sort of takes you off course. Mm. And, and you know, you're like, well, sure, you need me to wash cars, I'll wash cars. You pick up the dry cleaning, I'll pick up dry cleaning. But maybe you're not really in that business, and, I, and it's easy for me to say that, right, because um, I got my mortgage paid now, but, but you know, it, it's really true. Every time I've started something, the, the the most important thing you can do is is stay focused. Because if you're any good at all, and if you're listening to this show, clearly you are good, you're going to have opportunities. Mm. The, the problem is almost never shortage of opportunities. The problem is you chase the wrong opportunities, mm. and, and it makes you unfocused, and then it takes you longer to get back in the zone of what you're really all about and what you're really trying to accomplish with whatever your entrepreneurial venture is. And so th- that idea of saying no uh, is, 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 has really served me well, especially in the early days. When you get a little bit bigger, a little more successful, you got a little more time, maybe you have some people, it's easier to kind of branch out a little bit. But at first, boy, you got to understand exactly what your thing is and stay with that thing. Wow, you know that is a great piece of advice. Because I think back to when I started my speaking business, I had been a singer, and I had made my living singing, and I would get calls to come back and do some singing gigs, and I was focused on speaking, and I was focused on this on this speaking industry, and I I, I didn't know this this piece of advice you're now giving but I did it almost intuitively I said no that's that's what I what I can do but it will take me off focus on what I'm trying to build and I think that's a a great piece of advice we know as entrepreneurs you need to make money we know that and we need you we know you need multiple streams of income but we also know that you you can make money a lot of ways and if you get too diversified and, and, and initial, you can't get it going. You know, Zig used to say, answer that question or, or, or really speak to that question. He said, you know, focus is critical for success in starting a fire. He said, if you take a magnifying glass on a hot sunny day and you have it in front of a pile of leaves and you hold it still and stay focused, it'll start a fire. But if you move it over here, there, over everywhere, it'll never start a fire. Nothing will ever be combustible. And that's exactly right. So any, yeah. that's a great piece. Any other great pieces for, for young entrepreneurs who want to start or grow a business? It's never going to be perfect. You know, It doesn't matter who you are or what you're trying to do. There's going to be bumps along the road. And I have a sign in my office, Dr. Jolly. I'm looking at it right now. My mother gave this sign to me probably 20 years ago, and it says, Remember, some days you are the pigeon, and some days you are the statue. <laughs> and I really like that. That's because, right. You know, that's the one thing, as I mentioned, my, my, my dad, who was a serial entrepreneur as well, he, he never sat me down and said, you will start a company. But one of the best pieces of entrepreneurial advice he ever gave me was similar to the sign. He said, Never get too excited about your victories and never get too upset about your defeats. Ooh, I love that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because if you get too excited about your victories, you won't want to give it again when things go bad, which they're going to. You're going to have setbacks. 
I interviewed Everett Hall, the great clothes designer. He asked uh, answered the question when I asked him, "Have you ever had a setback, Everett?" He said, "Which day?" <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> right? You know, so right. some days you're just gonna have that that statue situation. That's great advice. That is great advice. One more, and then we'll go into the book. You know, the thing about entrepreneurship, and I'll tell you a story that I don't talk about very often. I wanted to do it uh, on my own many, many years before I did. Yes. So even when I was, uh, you know, the Budweiser.com domain name, I was a partner in that company, but it wasn't really my company. Right. And so I didn't actually start my own company uh, until I was 30. Mm. And that was about eight years longer of a wait than I wanted. And I'll tell you the truth, Dr. Jolly, I was just scared. Right. I was just, I was just plain scared. I was getting paid pretty well, uh, whether it was a partner in that one company or, you know, after that I was an employee of a, of a bigger company. And, you know, they were paying me pretty good. And I had a, a, a young daughter at that time. And I thought, geez, you know, yeah, I really want to start my own thing. I always have. It's kind of what we do in my family. But, boy, why would I, why would I leave this job that's paying me pretty well to start a company what if what if I fail? What what if it doesn't go well? What am I going to do then? And I I was I was literally just too scared to do it. Right. And here's what happened. Um, my best friend from the time I was uh, in in second grade, so seven years old, was a kid from New York. Uh, he moved to my town in Arizona when we were just kids. His name was Al Parente. He was an uh, Italian kid from New York. And and he was a super obnoxious, terrible uh, New York Yankees fan. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much how it goes. Despite that, we became best friends. We were best friends in grade school. We were best friends in middle school, best friends in high school. Such good friends, in fact, Willie, that he married my wife's sister. Wow. So my best friend became my brother-in-law, which I totally recommend to everybody out there. If you can socially engineer that, I Definitely right. It makes Thanksgiving amazing. Uh, so do that. That's my advice. Mary. Uh, anyway, so, so my best friend became my brother-in-law. And when I was 30 years old, and he was 30, um, he called me one day. And again, I, I wanted to start my own company, but, but uh, was too scared to do it. And he called me and said, uh, I just got diagnosed with brain cancer. Wow. And I walked in the next day, Dr. Jolly, and I quit my job. And I haven't wow. worked for anybody since that day. Wow. Because what happened after I put the phone down, I made a list. I made a list of all the things that could happen if I started my own company and it didn't work out. Mm. And I realized that the worst case scenario would be I'd have to go get a job working for some other company getting paid pretty well. I'm like, that's not really that bad. I mean, what's, that's, not, that's not brain cancer. That's sort of an inconvenience right. uh, more than anything else. And it's more of a wound to your pride than it is anything else. And I realized that I was being scared for no reason. And, and the advice I'll tell you, and everybody out there, is this. If you're afraid of anything, starting a company, making an investment, taking a leap, write down what you're scared of. Get a piece of paper and a pen and write it down. When we dimensionalize our fears like that, mm. what often happens, and I would say in almost every case, when you write it down, you realize it's not nearly as scary as you thought. Mm. What makes it scary is that it's amorphous. It doesn't have shape. It's in your mind. And when it's just in your mind somewhere, you can make it as big as you want, whenever you want. But when you write it down, you know how big it actually is, and it makes all the difference. And, and that phone call literally changed my life. Wow. 
Wow. Now, folks, if you have ever read any of my books, particularly Attitude of Excellence, in fact, go to attitudeofexcellence.com and get a free chapter, attitudeofexcellence.com, or it's also in a setback as a setup for a comeback. I use a formula. Now, I, he, we have never talked about this. but No, we haven't. But the formula is ask yourself four questions when you need to take a risk. Start a business, and that's how I started my business. Four questions. What was, what's the best that could happen if I do this? What's the worst that could happen if I do this? What's the most likely thing to happen if I do this? And am, am I willing to live with the worst to get to the best? So yep. when I quit my job, started my speaking business, what was the best that could happen? I could become a well-known speaker, travel around the world, make millions of dollars, and have a ball. What's the worst that could happen? Hmm. Worst that could happen is I lose my home. Hmm. What's the most likely thing to happen? I'll struggle. I'll have some tough time. But if I work hard enough, I can keep my head above water. And four, am I willing to live with the worst? Lose my house to get to the best, live my dreams. Yep. And I've used that formula for everything because in that formula, death was not one of the options that came up. Wow. That was a great story. Uh, that was a great story, man. And uh, man, what a great story. I guess the, everybody wants to know whatever happened to your friend. Well, he unfortunately didn't make it. Right. Um, it's sort of typically is the case with that, uh, with that sort of deal. Yep. But, um, you know, it had a, had a huge, uh, huge impact on my life, and uh, sure glad I had the time with him that I did. All right, so I, I, I had to ask that because I know yeah. everybody was waiting, but we know that, thank God for the time you had. Well, look, we're going to take a quick break for station identification. Coming back with Jay Bear, this is a one of those interviews you're going to want to tell Lottie Dottie and everybody about. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and thought to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a setup for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store. Get some of the audios, the videos the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back, Dr. Willie Jolly, with my special guest, Jay Bear. And I know y'all are going to do this. Here's what I know y'all are going to do. One, you're going to tell your friends about this interview, just like we had people who, who shared the story of 
Reginald Lewis. Another, I don't know if you ever heard of Reginald Lewis, Jay, but he was the first African-American to own a billion-dollar company his wife was on recently. And he, too, uh, was stricken with brain cancer at 50. And uh, he lost the battle, but he made such an impact. His wife came on to tell his story. And I've had so many people who have reached out and said that interview change their lives. And I know this is going to be one of those interviews that change people's lives as well. And for those who uh, want to share, you know, you can hear it on this network and you tell people to put it on this schedule to tune in. But here's how you also can hear it. After it airs here on this network, you can hear it on our podcast on iHeartRadio, C-Suite Radio, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, and iTunes. So you can get it one way or the other. We want people to be inspired and we want you to tell everybody, subscribe to the podcast so that you'll get an, a, an alert when we post a new podcast. Well, I told you Jay Bear is a Hall of Fame speaker. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He is a, a strategy consultant that helps the world's most interesting brands gain and keep more customers. He is a seventh generation entrepreneur, has started five multi-million dollar companies, and is the author of six books, including Utility and Hug Your Haters. He's a keynote speaker, MC, angel investor, and inductee in the Word of Mouth Marketing Association Hall of Fame. You know I love that. And the National Speakers Association CPAE Hall of Fame. Now, let's talk about that Word of Mouth Hall of Fame. The book, the new book I'm holding in my hands, it is hilarious cover. <laughs> That's a hilarious cover. And for those who don't know, it looked like, is that two llamas? Uh, alpacas, actually. Alpacas. And it's funny you say that because uh, the, the, the story about that is my co-author, Daniel Lemon, and I uh, were, were working on the book, right? And we're you know, coming down to the, the deadline. And, and the original cover of the book was a sort of a regular, perfunctory, sort of normal business book cover. And we said, geez, you know what? This book is about the power of word of mouth and the power of differentiation and making decisions to create conversations we can't have a regular, boring book cover. So Daniel uh, found that picture of, of two alpacas sort of whispering to one another, and he mocked up that cover. He's pretty good at art stuff. And he sent it to me, and he said, what do you think of the cover? And I said, I think it's hilarious and amazing, but there's no way that our publisher, we work with, uh, with Penguin Books, uh, you know, it's a big New York publisher, you know, owned by a German conglomerate. I'm like, there's no way they're going to approve that. And he said, well, maybe they will. And I said, no, they won't. He said, maybe. I said, no. He said, just ask them. And I said, okay. So I sent it over, and I think some people were on vacation, Willie, uh, because <laughs> they sent back, said, yeah, we love it. And I said, really? And they said, yeah. And I said, are you sure? And they said, absolutely. So now... On purpose, it is the only business book that you'll find out there in the bookstores that is A, hot pink, and B, uh, has uh, alpacas on the cover. But that's the whole point of the book, right? Like, <laughs> if you're going to make a decision, make a decision to stand out. Absolutely. It is fantastic. It's called Talk Triggers. And let me tell you what people are saying about it on the back of the book. Motivating, inspiring, and memorable. Talk Trigger expands the mind for entrepreneurs. Oh, man, this is a good book. I could not put it down. Now, oh, folks, thanks. there is a story or, or, or a analogy here about restaurants. Yeah. Now, everybody in America knows where there's a cheesecake factory. And everybody knows that they have a menu. <laughs> and yet... You know they have a cheesecake factory somewhere near you, and you've probably been, 
And you know, they have this menu. But have you ever seen Cheesecake Factory advertising on television? I've never seen it that I can remember. But yet they're always packed out when I go there. I mean, you yep. got to stand outside and wait for your turn. They don't take reservations here in D.C. Uh, you got to wait. And it's always packed out. And you make an analogy. I won't take it. I'll let you tell the difference between that and some of the other restaurants which do advertise. What's the difference? Well, and this is true not just for restaurants, Dr. Jolly, but any business in the whole world. Let me tell you something that I know to be true. The best way to grow any business is for your customers to do it for you. Mm. Period. Wow, end that's of, right. End of sentence, right? So that's right. Many of the companies that spend the least on advertising are actually the most successful because they don't have to spend money on advertising. I'll tell you a quote that, that is one of my favorite quotes in the history of business. Are you ready? Yeah. It's from, it's from Robert Stevens, who's a very smart guy. He's the founder of Geek Squad. You know the Geek Squad, the services yep. arm of Best Buy? Here's his quote. Advertising is a tax paid by the unremarkable. Isn't that great? That's a great. Now, now it's not a hundred percent true, right? There is a time and a place for advertising, right? But it is largely true. Many of the companies that are the most successful advertise the least because their customers do that job for them. But here is the challenge, and the reason I wrote this book: competency does not create conversation. Mm. We think we have fooled ourselves over the last 30 or 40 years, into believing that if we just run a good business, that our customers will notice that and talk about it. But that's not actually the way human beings behave. All human beings are wired the same way in this respect. We are wired to notice things that are different and ignore things that are average. I don't know everybody listening. I probably know some of you, but I know this for sure. I can make this statement without any fear of being incorrect. Every single person listening has never said this. Hey, let me tell you about this experience I just had. It was perfectly adequate. Mm. Nobody ever says that, right? Because it's a terrible story. Uh, It's a bad story to tell. It's a bad story to listen to. We tell stories about things that are outside our frame of expectations. So what we want to do is create an experience for our customers that spurs conversations, and almost nobody does. I'll give you a couple facts here real quick. 50% of all purchases are influenced by word of mouth. 91% of business-to-business purchases are influenced by word of mouth. Yet, and here's the kicker, Dr. Jolly, fewer than 1% of businesses have an actual word-of-mouth strategy. Mm. We just take it for granted. We just figure, yeah, yeah, people talk about us here or there. It is so incredibly important, and it doesn't make any sense because we've got strategies for everything else, right? You've got a social media strategy, you've got a hiring strategy, a sales strategy, public relations strategy, recruiting strategy. You've got all these different strategies. The one thing we don't have a strategy for is perhaps the most important thing, which is to get your customers talking about you, which is why, why we wrote the book and why the book is all about how to create that strategy. And, and in short, the secret is this. Do one thing different on purpose. Mm. And the Cheesecake Factory does it by having a ridiculously large menu. They make all the food. They make everything. 
True story. Cheesecake Factory makes chicken 85 different ways. Wow. 85 ways, which is absurd. If I said, hey, name all the kinds of chicken that you can prepare, no one could even name 85. They actually make 85. The Cheesecake Factory menu, just the menu, is 15,000 words long. Amazing. Amazing. Like, Amazing. I, I, that book, the book that the story is in is like 50,000 words, right? So the menu is like a third of a full-length business book. It's the worst place to be a waiter in the world. Like, Dr. Jolly, you guys ready to order? No. We're, <laughs> we're totally not ready. You should go on break. We're not going to be ready for a bit yet. Like, I, we're, still, we're, all, we're only on salads, man. We're working on it. Uh, it's, it's just, but that's, it's not an accident, right? It is on purpose. You ever go to a CVS? You go to CVS Pharmacy? You have CVS in D.C., right? Sure. CVS Pharmacy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ever go to CVS and you um, you buy anything, pack of gum, magazine, box of tissues, they'll give you a receipt that's like seven feet long. About a hundred pa- pages worth of paper. That's right. That's their, that is their talk trigger. That they, uh, that's on purpose. If you go to Twitter, just you guys, pause the show right now. Go to Twitter, type CVS plus receipt, and you'll waste the rest of the day. You'll see... Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of examples of people engaging in online word of mouth telling the story of the super long receipt. It's not an accident. It's a word of mouth strategy. And every business, large or small, can and should make a decision to do one thing differently. And I'll tell you how we did it for the book. Yes. Actually, two things I'll tell you. One, as a speaker, my talk trigger is this. As, as Dr. Jolly knows, uh, I wear lots of plaid suits, lots of crazy plaid suits. That's kind of my, my dress code. So what happens is when people book me to give a presentation, a week before the event, they get an email from me with a link to a special website, and that website is dressjbear.com. Wow! You go to the website, and it has pictures of every single suit I own. They get to pick what suit I wear on stage, and then it goes on my calendar so I know what to pack. Wow. That's my talk trigger. I love, man, what right? brilliance. What brilliance. <laughs> so for the book, so the, for the book that you're holding, with that, which has alpacas on the cover, here's the, here's the talk trigger. If people buy the book, and please feel free to do so, we've got an audio book read by myself and Daniel, obviously Kindle as well, hardcover. If people buy the book and they don't love it, unconditionally they don't love it, we will buy you any other book you want. You want, want, to, want one of Dr. Jolly's books? Great. You want a first edition Bible? We'll figure it out. We'll buy you any book. Wow. We've had two people take us up on it. Wow. One guy calls up and he says, Jay, I didn't like the book. He emailed me. He said, I didn't like the book. I said, well, that's too bad. Uh, what, what didn't you like? He said, uh, there weren't enough case studies, which I thought was weird because there's like 40 case studies. Right. That's a lot of case I'm studies. Not, I'm not sure how many you want, but there's right. a lot. Right. More, <laughs> than said, I, okay. more than I've ever done in any of my books. <laughs> yeah. We did a lot <laughs> of research Except my on this dissertation book. for my doctor. That's the only one I <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know. It was a little confusing to me, too. And I said, okay, well, what book do you want? And he wanted some out-of-print book on programming. It was like $200 for this book. And I'm like, geez, that's a little cheeky. But I said, okay, we made the offer. Fine. Bottom of the book. About a month uh, after that, a guy emails me and says, Jay, we didn't like the book. Uh, I said, uh, I said, how come? He said, and I kid you not, Willie, 
too many case studies. <laughs> I can't win. I can't win. There's no agreement on this point. So I bought him another book as well. So we've had two people take us up on it out of tens of thousands of readers. Uh, but I'll make the same offer uh, to everybody uh, listening to us. Uh, if, you, if you buy the book, you don't love it, I'll buy you any book in the world that you want. Wow. What? Now, that's a talk trigger. Now, see, all go. my listeners are going to go, hey, did you hear that? This guy, let's go buy the book. Okay, that's there what they're going to do. They're going to go buy talk triggers. They're going to go purpose. on purpose and buy. But once they get it, I, I'm going to, they're going to be like me. I would say, I would, my, you know, I would alter that uh, offer. You got to read the book, okay? You can't be just putting well, one. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to hopefully uh, assume that they're going to read the book. They yeah. go, but we go, and if y'all call, I'm going to make sure you read it. I'm going to ask what happened. What do you say on page 165? <laughs> yeah, Identify, sure you know, sure. you got you to show me the six steps to creating talk tech. Yes, sir. All right. But anyway, but here's the thing. Once you read it, those who are really about success are going to say, you know what? I'm so thankful that these guys gave this to me. And I still to work. Look, we're going to take what, a, You'll start putting it into practice the next day. I can there guarantee you, go. you that. We're going, to take a quick, we're going to take a quick break for station identification. You are listening to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. You can call And call me. Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. 
time worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back, Dr. Willie Jolly, with my special guest, Jay Bear. Uh, before I go back into the book, I want to make sure people know I mentioned my books, and and I do not, okay, I do not give you that talk trigger, but I do, <laughs> I don't give you that. You know what? You'll love it anyway. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I, I don't. Y'all gotta love it, and then you're gonna have to give it to your cousin if you don't like it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but go to get the new book, attitudeofexcellence.com. Get a free chapter from Attitude of Excellence book where you actually hear a, a excerpt from Alan Mulally, who was the CEO who helped uh, change America by saving Ford Motor Companies and how he did it. Uh, he wrote the foreword for my book, and I worked with Ford when they were going through that tough time and helped them to be able to reject the government bailout and go on to billion-dollar profits, and he's been a friend, and I'm grateful he's been on this show. Uh, I also want to, we know, for those who follow us, and uh, my wife was out of town yesterday. She came back and said a gentleman sat next to her saw Willie Jolly on her, her bag, Willie Jolly Worldwide. She said, are you related to no Willie Jolly? She said, I'm his wife. She said, he said, oh, I, I, I've been here about uh, this marriage thing she said well I'm the other half and we wrote a book and he said I hear it's just blowing up and people are, uh, are buying it and it's changing people's marriage so if you uh, want to help grow your marriage and stop fighting fussing and, and get to loving then we want you to get the book um, it's called Make Love Make Money Make It Last and you can get it at jollymarriage.com the book you can get also on Amazon but the audio book you can get on jollymarriage.com and every Monday night 9 o'clock Facebook Live at willie.jolly we do Happily Married Mondays with the Jollies and we answer your questions we deal with topics we are on a whole campaign right now about sex and what's stopping it from happening in marriage so we want to help folks to have a great marriage and a great love life all right jollymarriage.com my guest is jay bear and he has a book here it's called talk triggers dynamite it's just dynamite i told you about the cheesecake factory but you were going into something and i want to not stop one of the great things about talk triggers is when your customer, who becomes your marketing agent, also tells a story about you. That's it. Tells a story. Let me tell you a story about my experience. I tell a story about the 1789 restaurant in Georgetown of Washington in one of my books about the fact I went there for a business meeting and they wowed me with their customer service. And I tell the story. I tell stories about airlines who have wowed me that I become their talk. 
that I become their 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 marketing tool. Yep. That, and so the story, talk about that. There's two things that that, that make all the difference, Dr. Jolly. One, um, it has to be something that you don't expect. Because, again, we discuss things that are different, and we ignore things that are average. Mm. So you have to give the customer something they don't see coming, necessarily. Um, that, that makes it worthy of a story. And second, it needs to be an experience. It needs to be something that happens. Uh, otherwise, it's, it doesn't really, it's, not, it's not fleshed out enough to become a story. I'll give you an example. There's a small business example. Uh, anybody could do this. There's a, a restaurant uh, in Sacramento, California. Entrepreneur, uh, his name is Skip Wall, and Skip used to be a manager of uh, all the Chili's restaurants in, uh, in in the Sacramento area. And he and his wife decided they want to do their own thing. They quit their job about ten years ago, started their entrepreneurial venture, opened up their own restaurant called Skip's Kitchen. They specialize in hamburgers. They make a great a great hamburger at, at Skip's. But Skip decided that he was going to try and succeed without advertising, and he decided that he needed a word of mouth strategy, mm. something that he would do that would turn his customers into volunteer marketers, something beyond having good hamburgers. Does he have a good hamburger? He has a really good hamburger, but so do a lot of other people. And as I said before the break, competency is important for sure, but competency doesn't create conversation. Mm. So what he does is this. It's a counter-service restaurant, you see. You, you, you walk up to the front, they got the menu board up there, and you look up and you sort of pick out what you want, and you place an order, then they bring your food out to your table uh, when it's ready. We've all been to restaurants like that, nothing no- notable about that per se. But here's what happens, Willie. After you order, but before you pay, the counter person, you might say, I want a patty melt and an onion rings and a chocolate shake. And the counter person says, okay, let's try something. Um, all right. They whip out a deck of playing cards from underneath the counter. And they fan them out face down in front of you. They say, Willie, pick a card. Mm. And you pick a card. And if you get a joker, your entire meal is free, regardless wow. of how much food you order. Now, on average, Skip tells me that four people a day win this game. And when they win, they go crazy, right? They're taking patty melt selfies, and they're calling their mom, and they're putting reviews on Yelp and Facebook and Google, and everybody has a big, uh, big celebration about it. Four times a day this happens. It's so effective that they've been in business 10 years. There's a line to get in every day. They have spent a grand total of $0.00 and 0 cents on advertising ever. And in Sacramento despite the fact that they have a giant sign outside that says Skip's Kitchen, people don't call it Skip's Kitchen there. They call it That Joker Restaurant. Wow. Now, how, now, now that's a great idea, obviously. Yep. But it ain't that hard. Like, operationally, anybody could do that. Anybody. I'll, I'll tell you another quick story. There's an accounting firm in Indianapolis, not too far from where I live, called Bognadoff and Dodges. Paul Bognadoff and Tim Dodges. Two guys. They have an associate and a, and a front desk person. So they have four people on the whole firm, very small, entrepreneurial. They're an accounting firm, and there's probably 10,000 other accounting firms like that in America, almost exactly the same. No differentiation at all, except they figured out a talk trigger in an accounting firm. Here's how it works. They return the phone call and email of clients within five minutes at all times. Wow. 
If Paul's on the phone, Tim handles it. If Paul and Tim are both busy, the associate handles it. If all three of them are busy, the receptionist calls back and says they're all busy. They'll call you back in a minute. Now, I have had a number of accountants in my long career, as you probably have as well, Dr. Jolly. And as far as I know, they're all pretty good. Here's a story I've never told, though. Hey, Dr. Jolly, guess what? I checked out my tax return, and all the numbers added up. (laughs) Nobody ever, because it's a ridiculously terrible story. But if my accountant called me back within five minutes every single time, would I tell you that story? I absolutely would tell you that story, and so would you, and so would everybody listening. And all they did was make a choice. All you have to do to unlock the colossal power of word-of-mouth friends is make a choice. Make a choice to do one thing differently, one thing differently that customers will notice and talk about. It's just a choice, guys. This isn't rocket science. It's just making a choice to not be boring. It's making a choice to not play follow the leader. It's making a choice to not be seduced by best practices. Nobody else is doing it in your industry? Terrific. Wow. This is so good. And, and, you know, I've never thought of it, get a word-of-mouth strategy. I've never, you know, articulated that thought or, 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 or concentrated. I do some of those things like, like I sing in my speeches, uh-huh. you know. And exactly. People, that, I, that's exactly what your talk trigger is. I could have named it before you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that guy will sing. He just he break yep. out in song. And I started doing it. And somebody said, why do you do it? I said, because I do it well. I don't, you know. Because nobody else can. <laughs> and, no, and, and so that was my thing. But I think about the restaurant in my Attitude of Excellence book I went to in Columbus, Ohio, where their talk trigger was no matter what you ordered, they would make it happen. So their call line was the answer is yes. Now, what's the question? And Mike Frank, a former president of the National Speakers Association, I was in Columbus. He took me there. And uh, my friend Stan Robbins, the great human resource manager and professional there in Columbus who brought me in to speak for the Ohio Society of Human Resource Professionals. Stan uh, and, and Mike took me there and they said, watch we want to order some mac and cheese. Now, it's not on the menu, but watch. We want some mac and cheese. They said, the answer is yes. And they went and went in the back, called down the street, somewhere they get that makes great mac and cheese, ordered it, ran, sent a runner down there, brought it back. It was piping hot. And they said, see, isn't that amazing? So, man, this is such smart stuff. So we got a minute and a half. Where can people reach you? Where can they get the book? Where can they get your blog? Where can they get all your stuff? Books available all the places and ways that books can be procured in this modern age, but you can go to talktriggers.com. We have tons, tons of free things there. Uh, PowerPoint presentations, infographics, book summaries, videos, and, Willie, we just last week launched the very first Talk Triggers Awards. Eighteen companies in six categories were the finalists. We have six uh, winners, six trophies, different companies, and all 18 of those are not in the book. Brand new case studies, brand new stories. TalkTriggers.com for all that stuff. For more on digital marketing, social media content marketing, email marketing, all those kind of things, my main website is ConvinceAndConvert.com. My podcasts are there as well, more than 5,000 articles for business owners, managers, and entrepreneurs. You know, I got to say one more thing you have. First, your clothes is always a talk. I said, that guy is always sharp. And then when we first met, you gave me a bottle opener. Yeah, I still have still do it. it. I still have. It's a big, thick, 
bottle. Isn't that it's, a little... Yeah, my business card. It's, business card bottle opener is one of the case studies in the book as well. Boy, it is, it, it, you're right. You just said. You just nailed it. I've had those cards for 10 years, and people say, I got your card seven years ago, and I have it in my golf bag, or I have it in my boat. I'm like, man... I don't care where you have it, but if you can see me after years and you know exactly where my business card is and your all of your possessions, there's something to this talk trigger thing. It's something to it, folks. Jay Bear, go get the book. Talk triggers. Get his other books too. Get all of his books. He is brilliant. He will help you grow your business. He will help you grow your finances and your future. Thank you, Jay. My pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much. Folks, look, you have been blessed today. I know I have. I've been taking notes like crazy. I want to encourage you to also go to Jolly Good News, where this is sponsored by jollygoodnews.org, jollygoodnews.org. And uh, we want to help people to live better lives. I want you to go to jollymarriage.com and get the free chapter from the marriage book, as well as get some of the marriage resources and follow up on us on Happily Married Mondays on nine, at 9 o'clock on Facebook Live. And then make a point to live your best lives. I'm glad you're with us. Remember, your best is yet to come. Have a great day. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't get you fair? See so many others moving on Are you steady going nowhere? Have you maybe come to the conclusion That there's nothing at all that you can do Well, just look in any mirror and you'll see Who is really, truly stopping you My, my Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode, and I hope you got something of great value. And I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered, and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more, and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program, and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.